This is Double Exposure Show, co-hosted by Sophia Lemon and myself, Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny, off-topic rants. If you're not one of those, stop listening right now. Just kidding. Here we go. I will go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. Our whole lead up to counting us in for this episode, I really wanted the whole thing to be recorded. Like we just keep talking and I'm thinking, aw, this would be a funny way to start an episode. <laughs> well, yeah, too bad you don't have control over my record button because so you, you can't really surprise me and record. That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, next time, let's just start recording and then, you know, we'll fake it. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Well, that's pretty much what we just did. Okay. You ready? Three, two, one, <laughs> record. Um, Were you actually not recording just now? Yeah, I'm recording this whole time. (laughs) I was confused. All right. (laughs) You want to give me a panic attack? Pull that trick. Um, How's it going? Great, I guess. You're lying. You just told me. What did I say? I forgot what I told you. You did not say. You said you're overwhelmed with all the stuff that's going on. But it's great. I said I feel exactly the same way. Oh, definitely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sitting at uh, my table at home right now. And there is just enough. There's literally about four square feet of space that I can be in right now. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the table is full. Uh, like, we, we can't even d- eat dinner at this table right now. And oh, until I clean it up. Um, it's full of inventory, boxes, packing supplies, um, pieces of IKEA furniture that we're just putting together for the like a new dresser. That's just that's just scratching the surface. Um, the basement in my house leaked. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, good times there. I'm not <laughs> even sure what what happened, but um, I think when we had these torrential downpours the last week or so, some of the water was like, I have nowhere else to go. I'm going <laughs> in. <laughs> so um, I was gonna say your basement did realize that it's like summer right yeah yeah it's not supposed to leak right now <laughs> no it's it never has i i honestly think that it's just it was just too much rain and um i must have some sort of uh, imperfection in the foundation meets porch area and it just who doesn't yeah <laughs> um so long story short um there's that um Hannah's truck was uh, um, like three things went on at the same time. Alternator oh, died. The radio stopped working. Um, we got sideswiped. Like it was just, it was just so. Seriously? M- yeah, not a big deal. Every, everything's good. Like it was in the parking lot. Um, so, so there's a lot of a lot of stuff that gets built up, right? And it's all at the same time. My car is broken too. It needs wheel bearing. Um, you know, the, <laughs> literally, uh, it, it's a, these are really non-issues. It's things that happen, you know, wear and tear on vehicles, you fix it, you move on. Um, <clears throat> the work that piles up in front of me, well, I just, I just do too much. So I just got to clean up and get going and enter all these new products into inventory so that, uh, they can be online and ready for sale. And, you know, it's, it's really finding the time to do it. And I think what it comes down to is just me having poor time management. 
Um, I'm not very good surprise, at it. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I, uh, I, I figured yes. out why. Okay. Um, oh, and not to mention that... Uh, Did you just... <laughs> get distracted yeah. trying to explain why you have poor time yeah, management this is why this is a big reason <laughs> but i just want to warn you because i forgot to warn you pre-call um okay. i switched to a new internet provider about four days ago uh-huh. and it's garbage <laughs> it cuts off intermittently so if if i get caught off we'll have to restart and just pick up where we left off but who is know. it who is it uh, who's the new provider it's yeah. technically rogers yeah yeah those bastards yeah i'm blaming it on the hardware though i don't think it's them i think it's the hardware they Mm. sent me so no big deal we'll fix it and again this is me this is i don't i don't care it's a non-issue and i think it's because of how overwhelmed with other things i am (laughs) you know some people some some people make a really big deal out of things like that to me it's just inconvenient so um why uh when i moved to canada in 1992 Oh my God. Okay. We're going way back. All right. Um, I, uh, I've had, um, education from Ukraine. So we're talking about math skills of like grade nine and grade two. They don't really sugarcoat things. They just dump stuff on you and you learn it and you're good at it and you can't help it. Like it just, it is what it is. They realize that human brain can process the information can retain it and apply it and so they teach things way well in advance um Mm -hmm. so having said that when i came here i was extremely bored uh because i started school in grade seven here and the math problems they were doing were literally grade two for me and it was kind of like not challenging we got uh every test i received i got 100 percent plus bonus not because I was the smart kid, but because I was, it was, it was elementary. It was just so rudimentary, just so basic to me. And I just stopped working <laughs> for the next three years until I started finally learning new things in high school in like grade 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I was never challenged. And it was uh, such a huge shock for me when all of a sudden I started getting new material in grade 10. Um that I failed the class. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I had no idea. Like my work ethic was out the window. I couldn't, I never did homework in high school. Um, mm-hmm. So if any of my teachers are listening, they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah that, make, that explains things. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I played in bands. Um, I played music. I've actually played in a band with a teacher, um, one of a, a shop teacher. You were clearly so cool. I was the coolest. Um, I had a leather jacket, sunglasses, and, uh, every once in a while people ask me if they can buy drugs from me and (laughs) it's like, come on people. I don't, I don't sell drugs. Um, and so long story short, that's, that's, that's the only explanation I have for it. Uh, because before that I was always on time, um, did things uh, whatever was in front of me, I was able to kind of get it done properly on time, efficiently and everything. And when I like something, when I, when I find things exciting, um, it's a completely different story. So, uh, with my, um, e-commerce business, when orders come in, uh, shipments go out on time, everything's done on time. And it, and it's, it's kind of weird because I really enjoy it, I think. And I think that's yep. why I, 
dedicate my time to that. Um, I don't enjoy cleaning, so that kind of gets, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so the dining room table is full of stuff. Full of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it will be, it will be clear by the end of the day today. And I'm, I might procrastinate and do it when Hannah goes to bed and, you know, it'll be 2 a.m. when I'm finally done. It's things like that. Um, mm-hmm. so that's, hence the overwhelmed, um, having two children doesn't help. Um, they are amazing. They're so cool. Um, Mia has been potty training and she picked it up so fast. It's ridiculous. But, mm-hmm. uh, today, for example, she just decided she doesn't want to go on a potty. She's just going to pee her pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's kind of how I feel sometimes too. Yeah. When I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, seriously, you just want. To, I have to get up to go to the toilet. I, I, I really <laughs> don't judge me on this, but I've seriously laid in bed trying to invent a device like a catheter, a non-invasive <laughs> way to just hook up to yourself, so you could just, you know, not have it's to get a bedpan. A, you still have to get up. I'm talking about sleep through the night. You maybe you yeah. wake up and you go, oh, it's time, and you just go done back to sleep <laughs> yeah i mean there goes your sex life or <laughs> well and it's funny because you lay there like i really have to pee but i really don't want to get up but you can't go back to sleep because you have to pee oh and gosh. the longer you put it off the longer you're awake exactly. so really you're just wasting your own time laying there thinking i have to pee but i don't want to get up so that's exactly how i feel about my work you have to pee but you don't want to get up that's right i have to work i don't want to get up and then the longer i procrastinate the longer i have to just stay up and the the more work piles up the work the work is always here like there's no shortage of work which is nice but yeah um i have uh i currently have one two three four canvas orders that i need to get out uh and they came Mm -hmm. in over the weekend so um uh, for the last 10 years or so, I haven't worked mon- a Monday in, unless I had no choice, like unless somebody booked me for a Monday. But yeah. uh, I don't do anything on Mondays just because um, when I was working with a lot of stylists and the fashion industry, they never worked on Mondays. <laughs> Nobody, yeah, that was their day off because they was were their, always working on the weekend. Yeah. And I'm just so used to that, that uh, to me, Monday's off. So, I mean, I, I haven't done anything, but... Uh, uh, you know, that, that, that's top priority. So that, that will get done. But, um, for example, we, I outsource the stretching now just, just to give myself more time. So I, yeah. st- I still print it and, but the frame is built by a custom shop frame, custom frame shop. And then they stretch the canvas for me, <clears throat> which they do such a great job. It's actually, well, you, you've, you've received the product. You're really happy with it, you know? Yeah. So um, it costs me more money, but it buys me time. And so what mm-hmm. I, what I had to do is I actually had to, after I print my, my stuff, I had to deliver it to the shop uh, and then they stretch it. Then I'd go pick it up, etc. Well, um, taking our own advice about outsourcing and being more efficient. I've now just, once I print everything, I just have a courier, pick it up and <laughs> courier it over yeah. there the next day, which yep. saves me an hour of my, of my day. And you know, wear and tear, gas, whatever. Um, and then when they're done, if it's going to a local client, well, they deliver it to uh, my uh, my office uh, in downtown London. 
um, so I don't have to go pick it up. Or if it's going to an international client or being shipped, they pack it up for me and use my PureLater account to ship it out for me. Mm-hmm. So that's taken so much uh, work off my plate, even though it costs me a little bit of money. It, it's so worth it, you know. Um, but every time I do that, <laughs> every time I get a little bit more free time, I'm like, oh, fantastic. I can just procrastinate yeah. longer. <laughs> oh, okay. You aren't filling it with other stuff? I should be. So I got to learn how to do that. And that, that's where my poor time management comes from. Yeah. Um, I think I just enjoy doing nothing. You know, <laughs> um, well, there's a there's a book out there called the Four Hour Work Week. It's it's such yeah. bullshit. Don't read it. <laughs> I'm 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 most of the way through that book. Oh yeah. Um, I got right to the chapter where they talk about leaving your job, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't have a job to leave, so I guess I'm done. <laughs> you should have just skipped <laughs> to that chapter. Uh, well, I don't even know if there's a chapter after that or if that's the last one. I I don't, I don't remember. It, it it was ten years ago or so that I read it. Um, I definitely got some stuff out of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mostly out the outsourcing stuff, and um, but my my summer has been like intense. I was just about to say, tell me about yourself because I've been talking for the last hour. <laughs> well, and I say summer like a lot of our listeners will probably notice that we haven't had an episode since two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> well, there'll be episodes before this, though. Yes, but you yes. So as we record this, um, we haven't. As we're recording anything. this, we we haven't released any episodes since 2018 and you know you asked how many episodes we had recorded this year and I said like three and you were like what I thought we recorded like 10 and you know what I was looking for our episodes earlier today and I'm texting you asking where your content is and I'm looking at the dates on those episodes and it's like April May I'm like holy shit we haven't recorded since May Oh my God. So like, where does the time go? Because we're talking about May, June, July. We're at the end of yeah. August. So that, to give people a timeline, we're literally yeah. like three months later. So it, it blows my mind how fast time flies. And I blame summer for this. Days are longer. Oh, you do more shit. insane. <laughs> so I've had, this has been my busiest summer for shooting and for booking and for ball. Nice. And like I'm playing in two different leagues for ball. One is 20 minutes from my house. The other one is an hour from my house in the opposite direction. And then I've had tournaments every weekend unless I'm shooting. Hmm. And if I'm shooting, I have multiple shoots in a weekend. And this year I've booked, I am one wedding away from my minimum number of bookings for next year. Hmm? Because I like to have a certain number of weddings every year. Last year, I had four bookings a year in advance. This year, I have seven a year in advance. That's excellent. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. And that's before, like, the busy booking months. You're, you're like, usually seven. October, usually October and December will be, like, super busy. Uh-huh. So I'm interested to see how this goes. I'm pretty happy about it. But wow. Yeah. It's you been be. busy. And I, I haven't been eating particularly well like Uh i changed my diet at the beginning of the year which was fantastic and then i started playing ball and i didn't change it back so that i was eating carbs (laughs) so now i've been like dead tired and sore and everything and then a couple weeks ago i was like shit i should probably eat some potatoes um aren't those carbs (laughs) exactly i wasn't i wasn't eating like potatoes or rice or anything Mm. so i'm adding carbs back in and that's helping I i get what you're saying yeah that's good. Yeah. You need, starting to feel better, which need. is good. And I'm like 
starting to plan for next year. Mm-hmm. So this is what I wanted to talk about today because Kendra and I decided that we're going to have um, sort of a planning getaway thing. So the beginning of November, we're going to Stratford and we're staying in a hotel and we're just like buckling down and doing our planning for 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, so... I think I'm officially old. You're saying something about coming to Canada in like what, 1994? 92. 92. And I'm thinking like, that was like eight years ago, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I still it's, feel like it's 2000. It feels like it was eight years ago. I, uh, oh my God. It's funny how leading up to the year 2000 and, you know, 2001, two, three, four, like those, yeah. those five years there. Um, that's all I looked forward to, and and I and I was I wasn't scared of Y two K, but you know I anticipated no. it, and um, those those years that that that's the years I was in college actually, and um, mm-hmm. after that, it just like somebody snapped their fingers, and yeah, it, shit, shit, time's gone. Yeah. So like I could even go with like it's two thousand and ten, but like twenty twenty, like it's almost twenty twenty. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> and it's not that big of a deal until I think about how long ago, like 2004 was. And then I'm like, what? What was, what was significant about 2004? Nothing in particular, okay. but it was 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think about it? Like 2004. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. It was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so Sorry, things like, worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me to think I graduated college 15 years ago. Holy shit. Right. Like that, that to me. And I think because uh, I went back as an instructor for a while. So to, in my, in my head, I never really left, <laughs> but it yeah, doesn't I feel, feel like, like I never graduated time. college, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, I did, let's be clear. I did graduate <laughs> college, but <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. The nightmares will tell me otherwise. All right. I have a nightmare about not going to class all semester and then failing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. Anyway, so we're having this planning get together or getaway, mm-hmm. which is going to be awesome. And we're just going to do like goal setting mm-hmm. and marketing planning and basically getting everything laid out for 2020 so that when 2020 comes, like as we progress through the year, we know what we're doing so that when we get to the summer and it's absolute chaos, we know what we have to get done or hopefully a lot of it's already done and ready to go so we don't drop off the face of the planet and stop producing podcasts all summer. No kidding. Although this might be a thing. It might be like a seasonal thing where we publish in the off season and <laughs> during the summer we're just well, working. We have, we have ap- episodes in the hopper. I'm going to yes. call it that. And um, <laughs> In the hopper? <laughs> do, you, do you hear the click clacking in the background? Yes. Yeah. Which click clacker is that? That's that's the four legged one. Um, you have a couple of those. Uh, I guess so. I that's, mean, one of them's probably more like. It's the one that's finally a hundred pounds. It's tank. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he was he was down to around fifty. I think I mentioned that. Oh wow. Yeah, so he was half his weight. Well, a hundred's much better. Where where he should be, the vet's finally like, oh wow, he's great. <laughs> um, is he whining? Was that him whining? No, that was the baby. Oh. Yeah. He doesn't whine. He, he's he's quiet. He just barks at the pure later guy, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's my friend. <laughs> yeah. I let it as soon as uh, his name's Kevin. As soon as Kevin pulls oh. up, 
Uh, I open the door and Tank runs out and goes and sits at his at the truck and waits for Kevin to get out of the truck. <laughs> um, it's good. It's fun. So they're friends. But um, uh, back on topic. Um, right. Yes. What? The the planning. Um, so you mentioned the words goal goal setting. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Um, Everyone knows at this point that I'm in BNI now. So as we're recording this, I'm reaching just the end of my first year in BNI. Um, and I think that BNI has had a huge impact on my business, whether that's through generating new business from referrals or just me making me get out and network socially <laughs> with people mm -hmm. has sort of changed how I approach my business a little bit. And it's just been having really good results, which is fantastic. Um, but one of the things I did this year is I decided I was going to be an ambassador for BNI. So that's exciting. So not only do I have my chapter in Collingwood, but now I am the ambassador for the chapter in Owen Sound and the chapter in Thornbury. Um, so yeah, I, I get to socialize even more and I am now the education coordinator for the Collingwood chapter. So I, shit. I, I get to talk about things. Um, <laughs> I get to teach them stuff. And one of the bonuses of being the education coordinator is that I get all the books. So like when you're in BNI, um, one of the things that you're supposed to do is get continu continuing education units, which you can get right through BNI. So there's a podcast, mm -hmm. you get education units from listening to the podcast. There's like BNI University, which is like a website that you go on and you can take courses and shit. Um, and so I've been doing that. <laughs> that sounds and then like something an ambassador would say. You can take courses yeah. in shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there, and then there's the BNI library. So every chapter has this library of books that were written by, um, well, Dr. Ivan Meisner, <laughs> okay. who's like the founder of BNI, but it's usually a collaboration of a few authors and it's all on networking and sales and business and blah -de blah mm -hmm. um so i've i've read a couple of the books i read networking like a pro when i first joined and now i'm reading masters of sales and it's like really good timing because we have this getaway coming up and there's a few things that have come up in the book where i'm like hey those are like practical things that we can sit down and work on um when we're planning for 2020 mm -hmm. so that's basically what i'm gonna talk about today and then you get to just add whatever the f you want let's do it how about that that's what i want so Goal setting, for goodness sake, who, like, what photographer do you know sets goals? No one. Yeah. Okay. Good. They have an unrealistic goal of just, you know, being a millionaire. Making money. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Doing and nothing And we've talked about this before. When you're setting your prices, like, you need to know how much you need to make. And people don't. So one of the chapters was, well, there was a whole chapter on goal setting, but the one person in particular laid it out, like, very simply and i broke it down like so i'm not going to get into detail about what the guy said in this chapter but basically like set your annual income goal mm -hmm. then from that you can extrapolate your monthly goal your weekly goal and that's like how much you have to make every month or how much you have to make every week in order to reach your annual goal and then from there it says have like your five daily items that you have to do to reach that goal so what five things do you have to do every day in order to reach that goal. And I know this seems like reasonably unpractical because people are gonna be like, well, I don't know how much money I have to make, or I don't know what five things I have to do in order to generate a sale. 
And I think that's just a load of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because you know how much money you have to make. You know how much yeah. you have in rent. You know how much your car costs, your insurance. Um, so you need to I mean, you, you need could, to budget. You need to figure out. Yeah. Your, yeah. Okay. Well, you have to go through and like even just like take your bank statements for six months and figure out how much you spent mm-hmm. <laughs> and like categorize it and be like, here's how much I spent on like. I don't know, real expenses like that are not changing, like my rent or my mortgage or my insurance and stuff like that. And then you have like your entertainment, your meals. Pizza and and beer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think people would be surprised how much money they're spending on stuff that they don't need. They'd be surprised because they've never added it up. You're absolutely right. Exactly. And you're going to get your monthly expenses. So then you kind of have an idea of how much, you need to make every month, but you're going to want to jack that up a bit because you're going to want to make a profit. Hmm. <laughs> like you need to be adding on to that, like how much money you want to be putting away for retirement. Because mm-hmm. if you're running your own business, chances are you don't have a retirement plan through yourself. Yeah. Unless so, you've already set this up. So it's funny when, when you said uh, to me earlier about uh, make, um, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Goals? Uh, no. Uh, Income? Planning. Planning. I'm, planning. I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> before, before you said that, what I was thinking about is uh, things like uh, employment insurance, uh, retirement, yep. things like that. And I was thinking, like, we never talked about that. We never talked about EI um, for for a self-employed person and i mean there is you can actually contribute to that i've never done it personally because i have multiple streams of income so it wouldn't really benefit me uh but there's people in this industry don't they solely rely on this income and to add to what you said you know figure out how much you need to make i think you also need to figure out how much you want to make you know And, and be realistic. Like you can't just say, I want to, I want to make a million dollars. Well, good for you. You work harder. Yeah. Um, like, you know how much you're spending right now. You go through your bank statements, you know how much you're spending, but you also have to look at, well, what sort of lifestyle do you want to live? Cause if you're like, Oh, I'm making enough to support myself right now. Well, if you want a bigger house or a nicer car, or you want more time off, you're going to have to make more money. So how much more money do you have to make in order to live that type of lifestyle. And that's what boggles my so, mind because yeah. a lot of people I talk to, they want a bigger house, but they always kind of just say like, I, I don't make enough to get there. And they're not willing yeah. to raise their prices. They're not willing to work harder. Yep. So, so you're absolutely right. That This is such a great topic, such a great topic idea. I'm so happy we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and if you know like how much you need to make in order to get to that lifestyle, well, like maybe that's the goal. Maybe that's the, the annual goal. Mm-hmm. How much money is that in a year? And then how much is that every month? How much is that every week? And then you have the five daily items to reach those goals. Like go look at where most of your inquiries are coming from. Mm-hmm. Where are your hottest inquiries coming from? Like, who's booking you? Are people booking you from Facebook? Are they booking you from your website? Or are they booking you from recommendations from your family and friends? Exactly. Um, Yeah, because you have to to measure these things. um, Because you could be having uh, 100 uh, inquiries per week, for example, from Facebook. And you could be having Mm -hmm. five inquiries from direct, direct from your website. 
if you're booking, you know, four out of those five website uh, leads and you're booking one out of a hundred Facebook leads, do the math. Like that. Yes. You know, stop getting excited about Facebook. Well, and here's the point is like, what's the five things that you need to be doing? Well, you probably need to be checking your email. You need to be calling those people who are emailing you from your website. So there's two things. Do you need to be posting to Facebook manually three times a day? No. <laughs> um, do you need to be going out and introducing yourself to people face-to-face? -face? Probably. Mm -hmm. If you have those five items that you need to do every day in order to reach <clears throat> those goals, then make those the first five things that you do in your day yeah. rather than going on Facebook and wasting three hours looking at cat videos, <laughs> which I am perfectly capable of doing, just for the record. I'm not saying I've cut it down Petro to about two hours. <laughs> it's so hard. Of course it's you hard. You can go down that rabbit hole so fast. <laughs> I just, just the other day I had a discussion with uh, a graphic designer friend of mine who's not on Facebook for the last four years. And mm -hmm. he, his choice to do that was, well, he, first of all, he said there's, it has zero benefit for him as a business because his clients are other businesses who aren't on Facebook. They're just, they're booking him through agencies, et cetera. So great. And then for personal, he just said he would get lost in just checking what people wanted to say and this. Yeah. And he finally saw some sort of documentary or read an article. I don't recall what, exactly what it was about that. One of the founders of Facebook uh, said about how they created the like system and how they modeled it after like a, a gambling system in, in Las Vegas. So oh, that <clears throat> when people like your shit, it releases certain endorphins um, that stimulates the same glands that like crack cocaine does. So that's why it's so addicting because the chemicals released in your body from having people liking your posts are that of like an illegal drug. So, yeah. and that, that's what, that's what happens, you know? Um, and he, he made a really good example. He said he put, um, work samples of like one of his best clients and it was just something he was really proud of. It was just an amazing website, amazing corporate identity for this client. And, it got like two likes in, in, in a single share. And then um, his uh, friend who posted a, a selfie uh, with no makeup got like mm -hmm. eight shares and 720 likes or something arbitrary like that. Yeah. And he's like, what the, f you know, what's going on here? Uh, yeah. It's like, I put months of work into this and nobody gives a shit so why am i even bothering and yep. <clears throat> so just just sharing an anecdote funny enough we like i, I think facebook is great for marketing it, it, you there's a there's there's like we talk we have a whole freaking episode about that mm -hmm. but from your perspective like watching cat videos and just wasting time that you, you you can't be the one complaining that you're not reaching your goal and doing that yeah. right so but I mean, the first thing you have to do is come up with the goal. Because yeah. the other thing is, if you don't have the goal, how do you know what you're working toward? <laughs> so should your goal be monetary? kind of like, I want to make $100,000 a year. Or should your goal be um, a different, like, I want to be, uh, I want to just do this and not have rely on a secondary job or have a certain amount of clients or only work yeah, three days a week. Like, which is cool. Like the goal, the goal, I feel like you need a monetary goal. Otherwise there's like no way to quantify what you're doing. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. No way to um, mm-hmm. But your monetary goal can be based around the lifestyle that you want to live. Okay. The monetary goal doesn't have to be more money. It could be, you know, a reasonable amount of money, but spending less time working. Mm-hmm. And that will even modify the work that you're doing, right? Because I only want to make this much money and I want to live in a little house. But... <laughs> I only want to be working three days a week. If I only work three days a week, how much money do I have to make in those three days? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, because if you're only working three days a week, you're going to have to jack up your prices more than the person who's working five days a week. Right. And I guess what I'm saying by this is don't work seven days a week just to achieve your goal. Um, yes. Like <laughs> have realistic expectations and don't, bur- oh, yes. don't burn yourself out. Yeah. Um, but definitely get the goal in place so that you know what you're working for and like what you have to be doing in order to get there. Otherwise, you just sort of end up spinning your wheels and spending your time, yes, looking at cat videos and bird videos. My God, Instagram. I don't know what happened, but Instagram is showing me bird videos <laughs> in the little search thing. Birds are hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm never getting one, but those things have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're smart. <clears throat> <laughs> So you're not saying Mm -hmm. to just quit social media cold turkey and not spend any time on it. You're just saying monitor that and apply it to your goal, right? Like, Well, like some people get lots of leads from Facebook. So maybe one of the five daily things that you do is posting to Facebook. Mm -hmm. But it's really looking at what works for you sales wise and what doesn't and then being really honest with yourself about what you need to be doing every day in order to reach that goal. Cause I know way too many people who are just there. They post to Instagram daily, mm-hmm. manually, mm-hmm. and they spend half an hour posting one image to Instagram. That is outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> That's a colossal waste of your time. Big time. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so if, if you're listening to this and you're sitting there and scratching your head going, well, what, what else am I supposed to do? Like, I don't, if I knew a better mm-hmm. way, I would do it. Um, we're not going to go into it, but just to kind of give you a heads up, there is software and apps out there that yes. offer automation. So you could literally yep. sit down uh, or stand up, up to you, and how <laughs> <laughs> um, you know schedule five, six, ten, a hundred different posts, and decide when they come out, and and a little bit of advice, a little bit of a, a tip, pro tip, is <clears throat> see post at different times of day, different days of the week, and see yeah. when you get the best engagement, and then only mm-hmm. focus on those times, etc. So look into that. We're not going to go into detail right on on apps and stuff available right now because that's not what we're going to talk about. But uh, that that is what we're yeah, talking. Maybe we'll talk about it another day. Another day. Another day. Another yeah. dollar. Um, and what else can you do other than being on social media all the time? Um, network. <laughs> yeah. And do you know, like, so I joined the Chamber of Commerce. Not that I have been to any meetings yet mm-hmm. because it's summer and it's been insane. Um, but it's like 150 bucks to join the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. What's the benefit There's of... There's people who spend that much on an ad on Facebook and get no return. It's 150 bucks for a year on the Chamber. And then you get access to all these events. So you go and you network, you meet people. Yeah. Meeting people face to face is way more effective for selling. What What is the Chamber of Commerce? If you, could, if you give me kind of the Reader's Digest version of it. So are you 
actually asking me or are you I'm, is this like one of your like lesson things <laughs> okay you don't have to tell me but tell our listeners <laughs> so most communities have a chamber of commerce it's a group of businesses that operate out of that area basically it's just a bunch of business owners that's the best way i can describe it okay do you have a better way of describing it not really <laughs> no they sort of support each other they network blah 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 there's all sorts of networking groups though there's the rotary club there's bni which is quite effective mm-hmm. i don't even know what else <laughs> Things like BNI um, in London area. There's something called. Uh, oh shoot! It escapes my my mind. Um, <clears throat> I should I should just ask my my wife what it's called because she's walking around too. Uh, LEA. That's what it's called, and I think it's uh. called London Executive Association. Um, it's it's something similar to BNI, but it's it's a great networking tool yeah. as well. And in different communities, there's all sorts of things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like BIA, like business improvement areas. Um, but yeah, just, these are networking groups that you can join. Um, if you're not, you know, a super outgoing (laughs) extroverted type person. Mm -hmm. Um, now, so from my perspective, the chamber of commerce doesn't require you to attend any meetings. Like you could just be a member. Yes. Whereas most of the networking groups like the LEA or the BNI, they have mandatory, uh, like they allow you to miss one or two meetings here and there, but you have to be there weekly and that's, they kind of force you to network. So for somebody like me who has really terrible time management skills and I need to be in a group like BNI or LEA. uh, Yeah. But for somebody who, um, it's great with time management and just, you know, does, does, does it very well. They could be in chamber of commerce and yeah, or I should be in both really. I, I'm (laughs) kind of embarrassed that I'm not part of a networking group and I should be. I uh, probably enjoy it. Oh, I I have been, um, I've been invited to join BNI. I never, Mm -hmm. I never did. Um, Hmm. and I don't know why. Um, but I've been part of several of these networking groups and my problem was that, as a, I don't really know why I never booked anybody. I honestly don't know. Uh, and I think I gave up after I didn't book anybody. I, but I would always yeah, go network. And people tend to do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, that's, and that's not good. I, I mean, I met a lot of people who, who eventually down the road have given me. So, okay, I'm going to retract my, my previous statement. I have got business from it. I've never had anybody book me who I met at the, at these meetings, but I had kind of like a referral business from it. So, um, we have a brewery called Forked River in London. I met the guys from Forked River at one of these business meetings. Um, and then a couple of years later, after I met them, I got a call from somebody who said, Hey, I was talking to my friend. He owns Forked River. He said to call you, uh, to get some shots of, uh, like a building interior or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's, that's me, I guess. <laughs> so I did get work from it, but not, not direct. So I, yeah. maybe if I kept going, I would get more work. Who knows? Probably. Hmm. <laughs> well, like, let's just sort of 
look at like, okay, let's come up with like five things that you could do in a day that would probably bring you in business. So like just thinking off the top of my head, maybe it's follow up with one of Definitely. your leads um, by phone, perhaps. Maybe it's reach out to one of your previous clients by phone or by email. Maybe it's follow up with someone that you're working with currently, send them a handwritten card. Um, that's four things. Is it not or three? I wasn't counting. I apologize. <laughs> Let's go with three. Okay. Maybe it's send a handwritten card to a business owner that you know. What else could we come up with that's not social media related? Um, I'm going to say audit your uh, email accounts. So take a look in your mm -hmm. junk mail um, to see if you missed uh, communication. This should be part of following up. Um, yes. Right. Um, especially if you haven't heard from somebody in a while. Uh, if you're a visual person, create a, create a chart. Create a manual chart. I don't care if you put a chart mm -hmm. on the wall, um, which... Hey, th those are proven to work very well. And every time a lead mm -hmm. comes in, write down their name, how, you know, write down if you emailed them back, um, things like that, uh, that, that will be super helpful. Um, yeah. one of, I'm going to sidetrack for two seconds. Um, my e-commerce website is super sophisticated. It's actually connected to, uh, like 11 different channels where it could make sales. One of them is mm -hmm. actually eBay. And mm -hmm. sometimes, so when it, when there's a sale on eBay, it pushes the sale to my website and it shows up on my website as if, as if I made the sale on my website, it helps me track it. It takes it out of inventory. It's, it's fantastic. But once in a blue moon, there's a hiccup and I'd make the sale on eBay, but it doesn't communicate to me. It doesn't email okay. me, doesn't, doesn't tell me anything. And so if I don't, like, and so daily what I do is, you know, around right before my deadline for shipping stuff, I'll take a look, am I missing anything? And this year I've had at least four or five situations where something didn't come through and it wasn't just eBay. There was a, another third party website and, and even Amazon did that too. Um, so Amazon somehow got disconnected from my website. And so what I had to do <laughs> go is go back in and click log in connect and that's it but there was two sales that just happened to kind of slip under the radar now i do get notifications from amazon and even text messages saying hey you sold something but when they didn't show up in my uh like client management uh, order management system mm -hmm. i forgot about them <clears throat> yeah and and here's where i i'm just gonna say to try try to pay a little bit of attention so um this is this is my two second rant. <laughs> I had I had a product, a guitar pedal that I haven't sold for a year and a half, and I had two of them in stock. All of a sudden, I get a sale through Amazon for this guitar pedal, and I don't get notified. And and the funny thing is, the day before that, I was even telling Hannah, I'm like, yeah, I, like I brought it into my house, and I thought, you know what, I got to do something about this. I got to market this product because it's not selling for some reason. It's been a year and a half. So I left it on the table, and the next day it sold. So it was kind of cool. <clears throat> but I did mention I had two of them in stock, right? Yeah. Two days later, another one sold on Amazon as well. And again, I didn't get a notification. And what happened is I didn't follow up on that. So when I saw, so when I saw this other notification, I was just like, oh, I already shipped it. There's no, you know, there's no way that 
I would need oh, two. Yeah. So I just put the tracking number into the second one and just called it a day. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't until three days later, once I fixed the issue, that I was like, well, hold on a second. Those are different names. You know, now that I, <laughs> because I sat down and I started auditing my orders in my in my email, right? So the the email orders that were coming in, I'm like, these are two different names. What are the odds that I had a product sit on the shelf for a year and a half and then all of a sudden two of them sold a day apart? You know, like it's kind of freaky, it's weird, but it I would have It works. It works. And and the thing is, I would have completely just ignored it if I didn't just if I didn't make a priority of actually auditing my communications, right? Just to make sure yeah. I didn't miss anything. And I still do. I still miss stuff all the time. I'm like, "Oh, when did this email come in?" Um Yeah. So there you go. There's my there's my story. There's my explanation of why why it's important to do and why I do it and you know. Yeah. Well, and I have a friend um, who's a photographer, and we were talking um, yesterday about like tagging people in your CRM. Mm -hmm. So generate leads from your website, they go into your CRM or you add all of the leads into your CRM and then you can sort of track where they are in your pipeline, you know, whether you're supposed to follow up with them or whatever. But you have a database of people and I'm talking about like tagging those people so that if they don't generate a sale for you, uh, maybe they're interested in family portraits, but they don't book a family portrait session because that family portrait session is too expensive you can still mark them as a family prospect. And then when you're doing a family series, like a, a mini right. session series, you can then reach out to those people directly and say, hey, I'm having a family portrait series. It's a fraction of the price of my normal portrait sessions. Hmm. Maybe this is something you'd be more interested in. Yeah, it's super smart. That gives you like actual people that you can market to rather than just posting it on Facebook or sending an email out to your mailing list. People you can send direct messages to Maybe that's one of the items that you do hmm. in a day. You could follow up with past leads who haven't turned into sales. You could go through your database and tag people. Um, what else was I thinking? There was like maybe cold calling really works for you. Maybe you could cold call people. Hmm. You could, one of the things that you could do is literally reach out to someone you just worked with, a job that you just finished, who's really happy with you. And say, hey, do you know anyone else who's looking for family portraits or looking for a wedding photographer? <clears throat> like, you really liked your experience with me. Do you know anyone else who would who would like working with me? That could generate referrals for yeah. you. And I think you're more likely to get a job out of directly asking one of your happy clients if they know anyone who would enjoy working with you than you are from just posting a picture on Facebook. No, Absolutely. Yeah, you know how many people are scared of cold cold calling? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> it's like that is a chapter in this book, hmm. <laughs> um, and you can get the book on Amazon as well. By the way, um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about was marketing planning, and the way I've done marketing planning in the past. This is one thing that Kendra and I are going to be doing. Is sort of every month I'll have a theme, and then like I have my batch. Um, my batch scheduling mm -hmm. day. So Thursdays, I sit down for like three hours and schedule two Instagram accounts, my Pinterest account, my Facebook account. And it'll kind of be themed. And like, maybe I'll lay out, you know, holidays through the year. So I know when I'm supposed to be marketing for Christmas or when I'm supposed to be marketing for Mother's Day or Father's Day or whatever. 
Um, but on the one BNI podcast, they actually talked about this other system that they use that apparently is super effective. So I'm just going to share it. Um, and basically what they go with is 12 webinars, four in-person workshops, two appreciation experiences, two referral initiatives, and two online challenges. So that's what you do in the year. So say you have 12 webinars. So that's one webinar a month. That's like one Facebook live a month. Mm-hmm. Should be reasonably easy to plan those out for the year. Like do one a month, sit down and talk about something that you know about for like half an hour on Facebook live. Not that bad. <sighs> yeah. Four in-person workshops. So this is when maybe you reach out to colleges, maybe you reach out to mommy groups. Um, I don't know. You could, you could run a workshop at your local library or in, I don't know. There's business enterprise centers all over Canada. You could do workshops there. Um, you could host them on your own, but basically teach people how to do something. Um, it could be as simple as teaching people how to take better photos with their phone. Yeah. Which is huge. And today. All <laughs> yes. And all you're doing when you're doing a workshop like this is just establishing yourself as an expert in your field. The number of people who will book you from that is like astonishing. Mm -hmm. That's four times a year. That's one a quarter. That's not that bad either. Hmm. So two appreciation experiences. That's two a year, one every six months. And you just find a way <clears throat> to appreciate your existing clients. So you could host an event for them. You could send them gifts. I don't know. I'm really coming up with this stuff on the fly. But um, it's good. I, th I, think, yeah. I think we need to stop doing draws for like a free session per yes. personally, right? Like, yeah. And, and there's basically none of that in, in this system that they were describing. Mm -hmm. Like there's, okay, so the next one is two referral initiatives. And what they said was you take a month and your team challenges each other to, to see who can generate the most referrals. For a photographer, I think you could do it like for a sole proprietor. You could say, leave that open to all of your clients who can generate the most booked referrals for me this month. The person who books the most jobs for me this month sends me the most good leads. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a free session for them. Yeah. Reward them for something rather than just doing yeah. a random draw. Yeah. yeah. And that's better than a giveaway or a contest because that means they are sending you people who are booking. Exactly. So if I, if I charge $800 for a portrait session, they're sending me five people who are booking an $800 for portrait <clears throat> session. I should totally be willing to do a portrait session for them. Oh yeah. Give them. Yeah, absolutely. And then two online challenges. I feel like this could really be where you get creative with your social media stuff. Okay. Have a Facebook group add the people in who want to be a part of the challenge. Maybe they're your clients. Maybe they're your followers. Maybe there are a lot of the people who haven't booked you in the past, but really love your work, but you're too expensive. Maybe you have a photo contest hmm. and maybe the winner of the photo contest gets a photo session or something. I don't know. You don't even have to give them a photo session. They could just win the glory of winning the contest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I actually maybe really like win. photo contests. Yeah. I haven't actually done any photo contests. Have you done any? Hmm. Oh, a long time ago. Yep. Really, really long I think time they have ago. a lot of potential. I see them a lot, especially when it's um, like, you know, vote for 
the cutest kid or vote for the cutest puppy. Yeah, I'm trying to think what my photo contest was. Uh, I think I think it was for a free engagement session. Like mm-hmm. we're talking, my goodness, like 2007. Like we're t- talking 12 years ago at least. Um, yep. It was for a free engagement session and no obligation to book a wedding either. Uh, it was yep. it was right before the bridal show. So I was going to give away. So the first prize was a free engagement session. The second prize was admission to the bridal show. And the third prize was something random too. I don't know. Um, anyways, and it was uh, just submit a photo of you and your fiance. Um, I, I don't recall what else. <laughs> and yeah. so, so I had like four submissions. It was terrible. It was it was very <laughs> very low, uh, and I mean yeah. the, the people I picked um, randomly, quote unquote randomly, uh, happened yeah. to be the people who booked a wedding with me, who yeah. didn't end up booking an engagement session. So they were super mm-hmm. excited to get it, and I was super excited to yeah. help them out. But yeah, I'm just trying to recall a lot of stuff, and it, it's I can't believe I even forgot about that. The whole well, the I'm, whole thing I forgot about. The well, the other thing. So I'm telling you about like these. It's five things that you can do. One is one a month, one is one a quarter, and the rest are twice a year. So every six months. Um, None of these things cost money except for maybe the in-person workshops and the appreciation experiences. And that depends entirely on how you run them. You could do them without spending any money. Um, This is not including... Uh, trade shows where you're spending $2,500 just to get a booth. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you need to pay for um, all of your samples and people to staff it for two days. And then you may or may not get any business from it. Right. Plus you have to pay for all of your meals and you're freaking exhausted and wasted a weekend. Mm-hmm. And there is a ton of work that you have to do leading up to those things and a ton of work that you have to do after those things. And the things that I've just described, honestly, yes, you should put effort into them, but they're not going to be the same amount of like, okay, for these three weeks, I'm off the grid and can't talk to anyone because I'm so focused on following up with the 300 email addresses <laughs> that I got from this trade show. Right. Hmm. And then those can be exhausting because you're in a room with a whole bunch of other vendors who do exactly the same thing that you do and you're just fighting with them to offer the best price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really like these. Yeah, me This too. is basically going to be how I model my planning for 2020. Cause I already have like the, okay, I do my monthly newsletter. I do my meek weekly email and I do my weekly social media stuff. So I'm really going to make an effort to do all of the, these things. Cause they're, I find they're a lot more like, personal they're like face-to-face you make more face-to-face connections you're always going to make or sell more jobs doing that than Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just sitting behind facebook waiting for people to send you a message absolutely well the what i'm taking away from this is just having a plan in general is going to be super beneficial because it gives you a roadmap well exactly as, as, as lame as it sounds it gives you a roadmap to success right um yeah and yeah there might be obstacles along the way a little bit of construction here and there whatever um a couple of delays and you know hiccups but 
by having this roadmap, you at least know your plan of action and what you need to do in order to achieve things. The great thing about it is it's measurable. So in in the following year, you can be like, all right, 80% of this didn't work. I need to do something else and create a new plan of action. Oh, I meant to say, so my friend that I was talking to, she has her CRM, she has all of these leads. And I was like, well, like, do you mark um, why people told you they didn't want to book with you? And she's like, I've I've never closed a lead before. What? So, yeah, so, and this is one of the things that I want to say you need to be planning for. So if you guys are going to plan for 2020, for goodness sake, get on, if you're not on a CRM, get on a CRM. I'll put a link for Tave in the show notes. Get on a CRM and learn how to use it because this is stuff that you need. Like, you need this database of people who have reached out to you for jobs. You need to have like your leads, your pipeline, you need to know when to follow up with people. The CRM will help with this immensely. But one of the things that it will track for you that you will need for 2020 is why people didn't book with you and also where people came from. So when I go and I look at booked jobs, well, I can go in and look at referral sources. I can see how many people came from Facebook, how many people came from Instagram, Mm -hmm. how many people, people came from Pinterest, how many people came from referrals. And I can add in custom ones so I have people who came specifically from BNI referrals, people who came from referrals from family and friends, um, people who were referred from venues. And then I can see how many of those booked. So while I will have a lot of leads from Facebook, for example, and fewer from referrals, those referrals book more often than the Facebook leads. You did mention. And that's. No, no, to keep talking. Well, I find that's really important when you're planning because people are probably going, well, that's cool. I have this roadmap, but what if it's not working? Well, now you can go back and look at your CRM and see what's bringing in the business. Maybe Facebook is generating more sales for you. The other thing you can look at is how much money are you booking from Facebook? Are you booking your top packages? Are you booking your small packages? Um, Why are you not getting the number of sales that you need to be getting? Are you just not charging enough? Maybe you need to be charging more. Maybe you need to be joining a networking group and going and doing that. Maybe like your five daily items that you need to do are not in line with where your bookings are coming from. Maybe you need to stop doing a networking group and focus more on online sales. You know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (sighs) I'm just texting uh, Eric right now to ask him the name of the CRM that he's looking into because... Um, there's something new out there that, uh, is making a lot of noise and I forget what it's called. <laughs> I, um, there was definitely, I'm going to, I wonder if it's the one that I'm thinking about. I, I know there was one that was like super visual and like pretty looking and everyone was super excited about it a few okay. months ago, uh, but I can't remember what it's called. Maybe that could be it. <laughs> so I'm waiting for you to say, so I can be like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Um, the problem with CRMs is, yeah, new ones come out all the time. You need to find one that works for you. So when if you go and you take a look at Tave, for example, it'll give you a 60-day free trial, which is super important because you're not going to learn in 14 days no. if you like a CRM or not. So you can go in there. You can have it automatically populate all these custom fields and job types and everything based on the job that you do. Um, and then you can test it out for 60 days and see if it works for you because maybe the Tave system doesn't work for you. Maybe you need the visual one, <laughs> uh, which is ca- perfectly reasonable. It's called HoneyBook. 
I have heard of HoneyBook, but it's not the one I was thinking about. But okay. I've heard good things about HoneyBook. It sounds nice. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, all of these things. All of these things. It it I've it's funny, I looked into it randomly and I forgot what it was called, but they have a fifty percent off your first year Labor Day sale, which it's not gonna oh. it's it's not gonna be relevant unless we publish this. <laughs> um, yeah maybe 2020 labor day um, um but uh it's 400 dollars a year I, that's not bad no it's not bad considering the amount of work that it will the amount of time it will save you the amount of work that will take off your plate uh yeah. and it will kind of make leads you know all in one yeah uh and i know it integrates with quickbooks uh which is kind of cool oh, for okay. people who use that um, I would love to find one that integrates with um, Wave. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we should reach out to the guys at Wave and say, hey, build a CRM. <laughs> like, yeah. Connect it with Tave and I will love you. Or connect it with Tave. You like Tave, though. <laughs> you, you really like it. I do like Tave. I yes. never took full advantage of it. Um, I don't know why. Um, well, it's because I've sort of figured it out now and mm -hmm. the customer service is pretty good. It doesn't have absolutely everything that I need, but you can make requests for feature additions and stuff and like that. Good, but whenever eh? I send them, a, yeah, whenever I send them a message, I'm like, um, hello, I can't figure this out. They usually tell me and sometimes they're telling me, no, we don't have that functionality right now. We'll add it to the <clears> list. <throat> but I think I told you guys the gallery system that I was on some time ago, um, something happened it stopped working properly i sent them a, a message and i said this thing's not working and they were like oh well it's your own fault <laughs> which is great yeah thank you <laughs> yeah so i will no longer be with that gallery system oh feel free to mention them i'm i don't care shame them <laughs> yeah it's shoot but anyway um the gallery system that i'm on now has some even more wicked functionality for me because people can visually see prints. So when I'm selling to large families or weddings and stuff, um, they can uh, they can actually be like, oh, a book. Cool, I'll click on a book. Oh, it designs a book for me. I like that book. I'm going to order that book. Yeah, yeah. Just creates less work for me. Less work, more sales, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm also one last thing, I guess, because we're at about an hour now, is one of the sections in this book was talking about asking for referrals, like all through the process of sales. So even before someone books the job, they're like, I'm going to be asking you for referrals. Are you comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. and if they're not comfortable with that, maybe they're not someone that you necessarily want to work with. <laughs> but like while you're working with them, while they're super jazzed, you can be like, hey, do you know anyone else who's looking for a photographer for family photos or whatever? And you can insert this into conversation like very casually and it'll get them thinking about it. Super enthusiastic and helpful and generous people are immediately going to start thinking really hard about people that might want to work with you. Um, and then at the end, you send a questionnaire saying, is there anything that we've missed? Anything else that needs to be done? Take care of those issues and then ask them again for a referral right away. Yeah. And I think that's something that I'm going to be building into my workflow because I don't ask right through the process. I don't ask specifically for referrals. I'll ask for reviews. But I think I'm going to start asking specifically for referrals from my clients because I think 
that will be very effective. It, so what worked for me in the past was giving them $100 cash for each referral they sent me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap, to tell you the truth. Like, I did the math and I, I figured out that the amount of work, you know, the amount of time I was putting into everything at that time, and this was about seven years ago when I actually kind of measured these metrics. The amount of time and effort I put into obtaining a client cost me roughly $380. So I'm like, if yeah. somebody does it for me and I give them a hundred, that's, that's a great deal. That means I make more money True. at the end. And even though I give them literally a hundred dollar bill cash, uh, I was able to write it off as advertising, as marketing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not like it, it, it's what my accountant told me to do and it's not illegal. You know, you're not making it shady, just... Um, make sure you record to whom you gave what and, uh, um, you know, that asking for referrals and offering an incentive is not a bad idea. Nope. It's not. No. So part of it, make it part of the plan. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've, I've um, made so many notes. There's so much written on the page that I'm losing track of where I am. Cause I write like, and it just, <laughs> <laughs> looking at my notes right now makes me think of this is how i've been running my business <laughs> i'm all over the place right this so, is how most people run their business and if you're absolutely. one of those people who posts to instagram every day and like you don't track your leads you don't track where they're coming from and you have no idea what your annual sales goal is then you are probably one of those people yeah <laughs> well lucky <laughs> for me i i know that my metrics i know I, I have all the measurements of my of you know Money coming in, money going out, etc. But um, um, I could I could personally benefit from a better CRM um, than mm -hmm. what I, than what I'm doing right now, um, and I can personally uh, do a little bit more networking. Um, it would probably be super uber beneficial for me. Um, yeah, you could use Tave. Like <laughs> I should, I really should, one day. Um. Yeah. Or I might try this new one. Like I said, um, uh, Eric's uh, talking about it. Um, yeah, I do hear it promoted on a lot of podcasts. Okay. I never tried it, but um, I mean, obviously people like it. I kind of wonder what that other one is that's like super visual as well. I can't remember. Mm. There's also Sprout, which is a lot of people use. I heard of it. Yeah. I never used it. No? Um, no. I think I... What did I switch from? Did you ever use ShootCue? No, I did so not. So that's the one I used, and I didn't really like it. Yeah. So. A lot of them I find are a little bit cumbersome. I think I found Tabe at a good time, where it was, like, pretty solid. Mm -hmm. You... The, um, they they were just yes. releasing, like, a new update, I think, and they wasn't quite released. It was still in beta. Is that, wasn't that the, the time we joined? Because I did, I did actually Probably. try Probably. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. I can just do so much with it. It's outrageous. So I love using it. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'll put the book in the show notes. I'll put Tave in the show notes. Um, we'll also mention HoneyBook. Was there anything else that I had to mention? No. Uh, one thing I wanted to do is give another tip to people when people are sitting down and trying to plan um, how much money they need to make. Um, yes. <clears throat> so there, I bank with RBC for, uh, both business and, uh, personal. And I know in my, uh, RBC app or even online, I, I forget what the service is called, but 
it actually helps me break down uh, what I spend where, and I can assign certain stores to certain categories. So it shows me each month how much I spend on food, how much I spend mm-hmm. on gas, groceries, things like that. Use that chart for your benefit. Like it, w- it will definitely help you. You know, take a look at that. If you, even if you don't want to sit down and look at every single transaction, just look at that at least. Um, because it is a lot of work to try to, you know, do all your transactions and figure out, well, how much money am I spending each month? Where's my money going? Because yeah. it seems like no anybody I talk to is always saying like, yeah, I don't get paid till Friday, so I can't do this until Friday. And I'm kind of thinking like, do you honestly not have a credit card or is it full? Like, what, what do you mean you got to <laughs> wait till Friday? I don't get the concept. And <clears throat> it's not like I buy everything on on the credit card and just let it sit there and, you know, pay a ton of interest and, you know, ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Um, for me, um, I, I'm under the habit of just using one credit card for everything and, mm-hmm. and not just for cash back, but for this, for the fact that at the end of the day, I just go, okay, this is the amount due. I'll pay it from the account done. Um, and this practice is from the past life when you were only limited to like 10 transactions on your debit card before they started charging you. Right. So, and the credit card part wasn't charging. So, you know, but that, that habit sort of continued on, even though all the banking now is unlimited and free. Um, and the best part about it is it breaks down like you're spending it says you know like hey you spent $750 on car maintenance this month that's 750% higher than your usual month so to speak yeah. um and it it's great cuz it, like i said it helps you visualize it helps you see uh you know patterns like oh wow in the summer i'm spending a lot less on eating out but a lot more on gas i must be traveling more or something so mm-hmm. uh but look at it from an annual point of view, figure out how much you need to make to sustain that lifestyle, mm-hmm. add to it <laughs> so that you're not waiting for Friday to get paid. Um, yep. And good luck. That's all I can say. That, that's pretty much my, it. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm happy with what, uh, where we are. And I think you're giving me some great ideas for uh, goal setting and planning <laughs> and something to work on myself. Me too. Obviously, yeah. I have a lot of work to do. So <laughs> Never perfect. I, we haven't done this in so long. My throat's a little sore from talking so much. Same. <laughs> and and you, plus, you did more talking today than I usually do. I know. And it was enthusiastic talking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, so you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook, the Double Exposure Show group. And uh, yeah. Hey. Refer us to your friends. Mm-hmm. We will not give you $100 cash, but the no. the valuable insight we provide will get you more than that. Promise. Yeah, I bet you if you like do what we say in this episode, you'll uh, book more jobs next year. So there you go. Let's revisit in a year and hopefully we'll okay. get feedback from people whether or not they did. Yep. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's not wait until then to publish the next episode, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao. You've been listening to Double Exposure Show. Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark, Ben Sound for our theme music, and thank you for sharing this episode with a friend. Don't forget to join us in the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook. And if you like what you've heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Until next time. Get to work. 